0: Under the pseudonym Richard Leander, the physician Richard von Volkmann wrote the poem that Mahler used for this tender little romance. The text may be found in Volkmann's Kleine Lieder, written between 1854 and 1856. Mahler was apparently attracted to its naivete and folk-like simplicity. Its reference to a lime tree, or lindenbaum, Foreshadows the appearance of this nature symbol in several of Mahler's later songs, especially in the Gazellen Cycle, for which Mahler may have already begun formulating ideas when he wrote Frühlingsmorgen. Mahler's admiration for Schumann's leader is apparent in this charming song, with its airy fluidity and flighty 16th note accompaniment. Frühlingsmorgen is more truly an art song than its folk like predecessor, Hans und Grete. Which is more apparently considered a gazenga or air, than a true leader. Written in a less sophisticated style than its companions, other than Hans and Greta, of course, Frühlingsmorgen is one of Mahler's favorite youth songs. The vocal line relates melodically to the later Wunderhorn song Legend, with its chipper spirit, frequent use of fourths, and linear flow. A motivic cell consisting of a dotted eighth followed by three sixteenth notes rising stepwise and then falling by a third is playfully varied by elongating the interval with which the motive ends on the words Let's listen to that. During the close of the first verse, the motive is inverted in the piano accompaniment. A three-note yodel figure, which will play a significant role in several nature-oriented Wunderhorn songs, becomes detached from the opening line and is accompanied by trills evocative of nature, particularly bird calls. Let's listen to that segment. After a brief shift to C minor, the harmony quickly reverts back to G major when the singer tells of his beloved. The quiet close of the yodel motive seems strangely serene, as if to imply that the many calls of Shtey Auf merely put the lover back to sleep. Composed in strophic form, the song consists of two stanzas that use essentially the same thematic material, although the second of the two wanders harmonically into the foreign key of D-flat. Unified by its continuous flowing 16th-note figuration, the piece ends where it began, on a fragment of the opening theme. Composed as a well-knit unit, Frillings Morgan shows the progress Mahler had made since his earlier efforts at songwriting.